welcome to episode four surviving the ground podcast we're trying a good old-fashioned uh three-man grave crew here i've got the co-host bartek shuda to my center and then uh we have my father the illustrious joe adante on my right how's everybody doing tonight good wonderful wonderful that's good and now I know you guys will already lie to me, so that's, that's good. I know we already had to move a refrigerator, and everybody's doing terrible. <laughs> You're the only one I know who's a refrigerator into his dining room. Yeah. Um, I'm kind of strange like that. It's the kind of things that make me who I am. So, pretty bland week as far as uh, the Jay and Bart Pickums go. Um pretty solid week i'd say i guess a bland week is just a good week because you don't have any particular upsets or huge losses um but uh hopefully hopefully that trend continues so that we can improve our winning percentage to show that we're not just flipping a coin through the season because that's uh <laughs> that's the that's the heartbreak when you get through the whole season and our win percentage is 57 basically well, like flipping a coin you know you have a week like this week or say two weeks ago when you get almost all your picks right and then you think well i i got this league figured out but then you know last week a lot of upsets you know we all look like dummies yeah but that's just the way the nfl is that's why you know you look at the whole year and you're lucky if you get a 60 65 percent win percentage yeah and the picks this whole season's been kind of unpredictable the hundredth year it's been uh kind of wild so far i don't think anyone explained the 49ers to only have one loss yeah, I I couldn't believe that I managed to somehow predict it last week. So that was kind of that was fun. You know, even today, uh, although there weren't many upsets, uh, still a couple of games I thought they were really surprised. You know, the Baltimore game certainly. You know, most people thought they were going to win against the Texans, but uh, I don't think anyone saw you know forty-one to seven. I mean, it was like they're playing a high school team. Don't you mean forty-one to fourteen? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's your that's your revisionist score. Yeah, and Rams touchdown maybe. Maybe. We well, have the uh, the Rams and the Bears live. Rams. This, I'm pretty sure at some point in time someone's gonna call, gonna have to call the cops on this game because it's it's probably gonna be a murder at some point as it gets along. Yeah. Well, I'll tell well I'll tell you based on the. Based on the pickums from last week, I, I forgot what your record ended up being, Bard. But I know that uh, they're probably going to have to make a Netflix special about the uh, about about how murdered I got by the pickums last week. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I got lucky at the end of the week. I got a few wins to sign yeah, off last, on. Last Dayline, week, Dayline episode. So they, <laughs> yeah, last week if you got like four or five right, you were, you were doing okay. They're gonna they're gonna write a thirty for thirty based on my with that little piano riff in the background. What if I told you? That every single one of my goddamn picks was wrong. <laughs> that the guy who picked twelve winners last week would only pick six this week. What if a guy who barely pays attention to football had a good week <laughs> and rubbed it in his face? Thirty for thirty presents how I got murdered by Pickums. <laughs> Well, we're speaking about Sign the Bears game. Yeah. <laughs> ESPN Plus just got a new member for that one. Um, so I know we're talking about the Bears game so far because that's on right now. Uh, big question, especially around the trade deadline, was would they be able to actually trade for um, 
for any quarterback arm talent. Um, they obviously did not make any moves uh, as of the trade deadline, but I, so I guess now we're kind of looking for 2020 at this point. Um, you guys have all heard the various rumors out there, but realistically, is anything anything spark your interest? I thought something could have happened with getting Dalton here during the season, but obviously now it's probably a little too late for that. Mm. But uh, I don't know. To me, it could have been just a slight improvement over Trubisky. Or even tonight, just watching these guys, who would you rather have, Goff or Trubisky? You know, I don't like either of them either. So, I think if you're going to have Goff, I think you really need McVay to be there to kind of yeah, be the guiding force. Dynamic in his, duel, yeah. Yeah, you need the guiding force within the helmet. That's true. If Nagy was a little more... Because yeah, if it was Nagy, then it's, it wouldn't be quite as clean. But, um, you know, I mean... I think they gave him credit for it and said it went out of bounds. So it's not a touchback. Yeah. Well, so... Well, joking, all jokes or jokes, <laughs> or being a joke based on the reaction I get, but uh, I know Colin Kaepernick had his workout... Uh, yesterday, it seemed like but some people were showing some interest. I don't know what he's got Bears, left. Right? The Bears I don't think. I think they were on the list of people going to his Atlanta workout, and then he had done some adjusting, and it only really pulled in like seven teams. And I don't think the Bears made it onto that list. Yeah, but it sounds like a ton of teams didn't show up when they moved the venue. Style, I, you know, from what I saw, I mean, uh, I'll get a little more into that. But from what I saw, I mean, there's there's still something left in there, you know. It's, it's kind of sad to to see it play out the way it is, and I know he's trying to get some attention to the issue, but but there but, any, but but there seems like there's teams that went to look at him. Like, uh, Kansas, Kansas City actually went. I know they were there, and I but, think that's to stack your backups in case. That's weird because their backup did decent while he was out. Oh yeah, no, he I mean he did decent, so, but I think they're looking at the fact that um, more more is not really all that mobile and I think that Andy Reid is particularly favorable to to sort of a uh, sort of mobility and you'd expect a little more of that out of Kaepernick I guess gotcha um well the other well, I mean the whole tryout I mean everybody knows it's real it was really just just a sham I mean it was just a, a legal attempt to prevent Kaepernick from suing the NFL in the future you know he already had that one lawsuit which they settled and there seems to be dispute whether it was settled for one million versus ten million but he already settled one uh, collusion mm -hmm. and now the NFL obviously felt like uh, if, if they continued this he might sue him again so they had this phony baloney tryout uh, that's really all this was, it was just a legal sham so <laughs> there's been a lawsuit in the future no one was yeah, planning on picking him up uh, or giving him a think about how it was done they called him up on, on Tuesday I guess and they said hey we're going to have a tryout for you but it's got to be you know, what it was Saturday it's got to be this Saturday or whatever or was it Friday whatever day it was he only had like I think it was Friday because he only had three days and, yeah. and if he didn't do it then he wouldn't get it so I mean it's like well it was sat the workout was Saturday that was yesterday? It was yesterday, yeah. All right. But they so, gave him that, and they basically were saying that Saturday was picked, and then they looked at Saturday. They gave him two hours to decide to take it or not, and it being on Saturday meant that the gross amount of the teams would be traveling. So they aren't going to be able to send a head coach. No, you're not going to be able to send you're exactly right. something like that. And, then, so, and that's what I mean. If you're going to do yeah. this thing, you'd have done it 
before the season or maybe at worst at the midpoint of the season or something but you know you know even in theory if somebody picked him up you know t just to put him on the travel the uh, what do you call it the travel not the travel squad the um, practice, practice squad, squad. Uh, it would just be for show. I mean, he, it's too late in the year. He wouldn't be able to help anybody at this point in time. The quarterback yeah. having learned all the plays and everything. I think it's realistically his his main asset for the teams that looked for him was was a backup was a backup quantity. So, I guess since we're already here, I'll just go ahead and talk about this before we continue the rest of the quarterback discussion for the Bears. But you're asking if any playoff teams had looked at him, and the, the Lions were there. They've had some history with attempting to the playoffs. Um, and that's mainly because right now I know they're not trusting their backup quite as much yeah. without Stafford. Stafford, yeah. Um, the Chiefs, um, Matt Moore is 35 years old. So going forward, maybe they're not. I mean, I know Kaepernick's going to be 32, but there's more mobility there. They're thinking just having another backup is, is a good idea. You never know if Moore's going to get hurt. <clears throat> um, the Jets went, which makes sense because they really don't have anybody. Hmm behind Darnold and even Darnold at times is suspect. See that's what I feel like it would just end up like in a team like a backup on the Jets, you know, is that Yeah. Well I guess the reality is you're still gonna get paid, you're still gonna get other stuff and hell you might not even have to play. Yeah, but how much are they gonna pay him? You know, like a million a year or something? I mean it, Yeah. It, my point is it's just the way to to get him to go away from a possible, you know, their legal suit. That's really the main thing. Well Okay, and the other three, the other three who made it to the second, the the workout that he ended up scheduling with the media, because that was the thing, they didn't want the NFL refused his request to allow open press to be there, and he was like, I really kind of want them to be there. I mean, think about the fact that everyone goes, well, <clears throat> all these executives go, well, I like him, but he's, I don't know if he's good enough, and you have no proof of it. Mm -hmm. You know, whereas the, then the media videotapes him and they're like, what the hell are you talking about? He can still run around like that. He can throw the deep ball, the short ball. Like, he's, he looks great. What are you talking about? Then it just looks worse for the NFL. NFL yeah. So basically, he scheduled one later at a area high school in that area and went a couple hours later and allowed people to go there and actually film it and have media there. Um, the other three who went were the 49ers who have three quarterbacks on their roster who are moderately serviceable. But they but had him and they made it to the Super Bowl with him, right? Yeah. So that's probably why they went. Oh, yeah, no, and they're still... Just to check up on him. Well, and he's still, I have to believe he's better than Beathard and he's better than Mullins, who are their other two backups. Um, Titans, who can't seem to choose whether they want Tannehill or Mariota, and both are free agents next year. Probably won't have neither. Yeah, um, they won't have either one of them. They'll let them go. So the Redskins also were there. The Redskins are constantly rotating out all their quarterbacks. And honestly, if Haskins even is your answer, it can't hurt to have Kaepernick because I think he's still better than the other people on your list, which is Case, who can't even keep the starting job, and Colt McCoy, who's the other backup. And he's at least as serviceable as anybody there. Um so, uh, you know, some options in there where you see, like, the 49ers or uh, the Eagles were there because there is no particular backup of skill that I know behind Wentz with Foles gone. Yeah. Um, I know I didn't mention them, but, yeah, the Eagles yeah, were there. Cool. The Chiefs, I mean, the Lions are decent. You know, realistically, yeah, some people who have some reason to want to be there, but... Um, 
yeah he, he um from what i saw from the videos apparently he's still got a he's got a pretty sick deep ball from what i've seen he had a he had at least a i think there were like four or five of them and he was able to hit about i saw videos of three or four of these long balls where he was able to hit people in stride and throw it over the top and he had one guy where he threw like an absolutely perfect ball where the guy was like was like almost falling down stretching out to get it so i mean it would have cleared defenders and everything yeah. and i guess the crowd was even cheering after the guy caught it mm -hmm. and everything yeah, yeah but the thing is there's i think he had uh, at least in the official one i think he had four receivers and there's no defense or anything so i mean it's yeah. just the nature of the beast you're pretty limited as far as what you can make out of that kind of work oh yeah no i mean it's not like that but you also had his workout with seattle I think it was last year and he actually supposedly got a workout with Seattle and uh, who's the coach Pete Carroll there you go and Pete Carroll had actually reported and said you know don't get me wrong he, he's a starting quarterback in the league and they don't need one obviously with Russell Wilson but he had commented on it being that there was quality there but you know what I mean the bottom line though is this guy has played several years in the NFL as Bart pointed out, he played in the Super Bowl. He was on the losing end, but he was in the Super Bowl. These guys know what he can do, and they see he's in shape. Yeah. If they were going to pick him up, they would have picked him up by now. They wouldn't have waited for this workout. Yeah, this workout is all just, just a farce. Yeah. They cover their butts illegally. You know, all right. Well, then, uh, I guess what I would say is I'm gonna, I'll am gonna i name a couple more options here, and then you guys can tell me what you, what you guys think. Uh, so I know you, you touched on Dalton. The only thing I wanted to say about Dalton was from – any thoughts that I had, if you're going to go after Dalton, the problem is that he's going to need short-term deals, and there's going to be a lot of money necessary to make those deals happen. Yeah, well, I thought... And the Bears are in particularly bad cap space at the moment, so you might lose defenders or other people that you'd have to release to make the cap space. I thought they should try to trade for him before yeah. the deadline. Yeah. But obviously now it's too late, you know, so... And that would have included some money, too, though, even with the trade, but... Well, I think you hit the nail on the head, though. I mean, the thing is, if you trade for a Dalton or anybody else who, who's established like that, they're going to want over $20 million a year. And I don't know his exact amount. He might want $25-plus million a year. I mean, every, all these starting quarterbacks are veterans. They want 25 to $30 million a year. He's not worth it. Well, so, I mean, I Cam, so, 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 uh, so Cam actually wants to go to Chicago. But he would be in the same boat. You, you really he's think, I mean, he was only even contracted to get 19 where he was, and they're going to cut him. So he clearly can't be worth the $19 million. Well, they might not cut him anymore. It's it's going to cost you 20 <laughs> plus million to sign Cam Newton next year. I will tell you right yeah, now. Okay. And, I, and honestly, more. I look at that, oh, jeez. Yeah, I, I look Jalen at, Ramsey. Yeah. And I look at that, and I don't, I don't know. I can't reason signing him for over 20 million. Well, the other thing is, uh, Mariota, if he's going to be a free agent next year, where does that put you in the... Let's, get, uh, let's sign up a proven failure. Yeah. That'll change things. Well, people were saying that obviously maybe he's a maybe he's a minor oh, improvement yeah. from Mitch, but it's not it's substantial enough to make it worth I it. I don't even know if he's an improvement from Mitch, frankly. It's, um, to me, I, I think the only thing you can do is, is uh, you have to draft. I think you have to draft a quarterback next year because... How this thing works is these these players, including the quarterbacks, they sign their rookie deals typically for four years. Trubisky's got one year left on his deal, and they sign for a reasonable amount of money. And then by that time, you got to make a decision. If you're an yeah. NFL team, you have to see that this is our guy, and we're going to resign him to big bucks, or you, you're going to let him go. And 
I'm, I'm hoping the decisions are going to let them go after next year. <laughs> <laughs> but I've seen dopier decisions come out of the Bears management yeah. uh, over the years. So, well, you got to you got to draft a quarterback. Let's say let's say you blow it and you miss again. Well, then you got to still one more year to try it. Yeah. But to me, I, I think you got to just try to. And I, and I don't have a specific guy in mind, but. But, you know, I, I said this last time I was on this podcast, but the key to everything is if you're in management of anything, including a football team, company, whatever, you've got to have an open mind. you got to look at all the facts and sift through everything and keep an open mind when you make your picks. Yeah. You can't, like, they, they zeroed in on Mr. Trubisky early, and it's like any facts that poured in just bounced off. I mean, it yeah. didn't matter. They were just laser-focused on Mr. Trubisky, and that, that's why they made a bad pick. I mean... Like I say, I hate to beat it to death, but I mean, God, you're sitting here with a Deshaun Watson who went a few picks lower. He just won a national championship, you know, with Clemson uh, yeah. three months earlier. Yeah. And so he was what, a superstar. What, what else do you need? To, you know, what kind of other proof do you need? Yeah, and then well, we had Mahomes, uh, who was picked, I think, one or two ahead of I never of understood Watson. that either. It's like the proven winner versus... Well, and, and even Mahomes, uh, there was like a bunch of stories where Mahomes was even brought into Chicago. And worked out or interviewed, and, and they still somehow ended up passing Even on the him. measurables, although Mr. Trubisky is, is you know, a good athlete in terms of running and jumping and throwing and all that stuff. But but those other two are far superior, even in the, the so-called measurables that all these I can't, NFL guys I, I can't imagine that Mahomes came to Soldier Field, threw a football nearly out of the, out of the stadium, and was somehow gauged to not be the measurables better. Than <laughs> this is a Monday morning quarterback because I don't know I don't know if you can remember but back to three years ago yeah. or two every when they made the Trubisky pick I mean I was saying before and I want well, I wanted Watson but I'd say either Watson or Mahomes before I, I, Trubisky and then I heard they were going after Trubisky and I was like oh, it's killing me now well yeah I mean I remember I remember hearing it and and I'll I'll be honest I didn't know who Mahomes was so I can't. So it would be Monday morning quarterback for me to step up and say something about it. But realistically, I mean, I definitely wanted Watson. You know, I knew who Watson was, and I definitely wanted him more than I wanted Trubisky. But Did you just look at the eye test. If you'd have watched these guys at all in college, I mean, there's <laughs> just no comparison between yeah. the two guys we passed up. So, in fact, I said on the last podcast I was on is that uh, but Bart missed it. But the thing is, is that I, I get it if teams make a bad decision where it's not really evident. Okay, like, you know, this is long before your time. It was before my time. But for for decades, until the Cubs won the World Series, for decades and decades, that the Cubs were really made fun of while Lou Brock was playing because they had Lou Brock and it was on the Cubs for two and a half years, and they traded him for Ernie Brolio, the sore arm pitcher to the Cardinals, and then. Brock got you know three thousand hits. He made the Hall of Fame. He's a superstar. Won several World Series. Blah blah. For decades, Cubs took a hit on it. But you know, at the time, Brock wasn't very good. He's hitting about two sixty three with the Cubs. You know, below average outfielder. Yeah, he wasn't very good. It was only after he got to the car. But but in this kind of a case like this, it's it, you know you you clearly see the other two guys were miles above Trubisky. I make the same case. That's gonna, come is, down, that's gonna be one of the biggest what ifs for you know the Bears in the last couple of years to be honest for sure the 2000s maybe you know besides yeah. the Super Bowl and all that but yeah that might be like the second one you know well I think someone was making the, the case to say if you go back and you look at Bears quarterbacks throughout the years even Bears that you consider to be historic quarterbacks with the Bears and you look at like McMahon McMahon statistically is above average but 
He's not like if you look at other teams, most teams have a Hall of Fame quarterback somewhere yeah. in their roster, and then they go, "Well, uh, what about Sid Luckman or whatever?" And they're like, "He statistically, he is not that quarterback." Yeah, the game, you know, the game was different though. This you're talking oh, yeah. back in the 1940s. Well, the of game course, was different. They didn't pass well, of course, that much, well, of course, but you treat him like I mean, even any statistics of his measurable is not going to be. You but know. but the, the the bottom line is the Bears have gone literally seventy years of making the dopiest picks for quarterback you know you could ever possibly. And the only good one they picked was McMahon. Yeah, and he was very good. There's a problem with McMahon. He was hurt all the time. He was injured all the time. That's why the Bears but didn't win more than Super Bowl. It doesn't help when you doesn't help when you play in a division with the Packers in the in the '80s and they're trying to with and they're Barr and Rodgers. Well, and they're, well, 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 well in, in McMahon's time in the 80s, you have guys who are on the Packers who literally have people's numbers that they're trying to take out on their, list. they have a hit list on their towel that they cross off whenever they take somebody out. McMahon's big fallout and why Chicago probably doesn't have two Super Bowls was was a game where he, he threw a ball, I think, and he was standing around and the defender got close to him, but then took the extra steps afterwards after seeing it grabbed him and then like suplexed him onto the ground and like hurt his shoulder mm. like completely out of the play yeah or whatever yeah, it was McMahon threw an interception he threw way down the field he threw an interception 40 yards down the field and back in those days every time the guy threw an interception they really took an effort to block the quarterback everybody wanted to block the quarterback it was their was our chance to really nail him well mm. that guy didn't block him he came up from behind the McMahon and picked him up and slammed him on his shoulder and he was out basically for the year. Yeah, it's something that would something that would be. I mean, that guy, that guy's team would get fined pretty. He, he got, he'd he get fined pretty. He got, he got thrown out heftily. of the game. I don't know if he. I mean, might have got suspended a game too. But but McMahon was out pretty much it's, it's, effectively it's, for the end of the year. It's not much of a solace yeah. when you're like you cost us a Super Bowl. Oh, he got to sit out for a game. Mm -hmm. Oh my God. But anyway, the point is, after that, though, they've made it, you know, the Bears always had this attitude, well, we don't need a good quarterback. We just need somebody who's not going to turn the ball over. We just need a game manager. Well, yeah. That's faulty thinking, and they've been doing it for decades, and that's why they never win the big one. You know, it was a miracle. You mentioned back in 2006 when they went to the Super Bowl and they lost. They kind of screwed up on that one. You know, here they had that summer before uh, they had uh, Kurt Warner come to the camp and beg for a job, basically. He just said, I just, want to, I just want a chance to compete. Just give me, a, I want to compete for the top job. And of course, as they said about 50 times during that year, Rex is our quarterback. Rex is our quarterback. <laughs> and then, what you know, he stunk it up, basically, for most of the year. He had a good September, but after that, it was awful. Yeah. So here's a guy, once again, I blame the Here's a guy who was in two Super Bowls. He won one and lost one, but he, this guy's a superstar, and we're not, well, we're not even going to give him a chance to compete for the, for the first job. For the starting yeah. job. I mean, they could have got him for nothing. I mean, he hadn't done they anything in a very long time. And I it think was... he would have signed for two million. Kurt Warner. They were gonna, you know, that was his. And they definitely would have won that Super Bowl if Kurt Warner had been quarterback. Yeah, I mean, can you imagine? <laughs> I mean, I... anyway, the, the whole the whole point is is that the Bears have spent decades, last seven years, really screwing up the quarterback position, uh, making horrible draft picks and making horrible trades. And you know, yeah, making ridiculous cuts and so forth, and uh, yeah, the list of quarterbacks is it's it's pretty bone chilling at times. Well, I think the the closeout on that situation there. The only other one that I really was, I got sort of excited about because I think it's kind of a diamond in the rough kind of scenario is when they started talking about trying to trying to trade somebody with San Francisco, 
and they wanted to grab uh, Bethard from San Francisco. And I actually really like C.J. Bethard. He's one of their he's one of their backup quarterbacks, and when he's played, the dude's like real tough. And he, when he played, there wasn't a lot of weapons there, and he was still able to lead some games while Garoppolo was out the other season. Um, and that didn't get done by by deadline day, so that's kind of sad. But it looks like you know, as far as the draft is concerned, there might be some high valued quarterback talents that go, and they do have two second round picks, so. Hopefully, if somebody falls that low, I mean, it depends. If LSU wins the national championship this year, then they're going to, you know, Burrow might go a little higher, especially with Tua hurt the way he is at the moment. Yeah. Yeah, but, um, that's true. It really depends on who needs, obviously, who needs a quarterback and so forth. But it looks like there's at least four or five pretty ready-to-go quarterbacks on the list. Or I guess we're just waiting to tank next year and get Trevor Lawrence when he comes up. Um, well, quarter a team that needs no help with their quarterback though, uh, Seattle right now. Seattle's pretty hot after taking down the undefeated Giants last week. The San Francisco 49ers. Sorry, not the Giants. That that say. that'd be a that would be that would be a miracle. I just meant a giant as in their stature, not the actual team. They're not going undefeated anytime soon. No, probably not. <laughs> But uh, yeah, Russell Wilson's been balling lately. He's been a, it's been pretty exhilarating to watch. Um, He's still got it in, that's for sure. Yeah, and it kind of came back after, you know, after quite a hiatus of of any kind of. Well, yeah, I think he's still in his late twenties, so he's not really very old. He's still young. Yeah. But yeah, his his whole career actually, his whole career arc has been like this, where he's very efficient. He, his touchdown to total pass ratio is is very high. Uh, and his completions obviously are very high compared to total attempts. So he's because he's they try to run the ball all the time. That they, that team, Seattle, they fancy themselves a running team. They want to run the ball all the time, but yet obviously they have to pass. And when they do, boy, they are extraordinarily effective. Yeah, no, they um, and uh, I can see that he's still just as elusive as he's as he's always been, or uh, as he had been in years past, anyway. <clears throat> um. Yeah, now they got now they got some targets. I'm glad to see my boy Josh Gordon getting another getting another chance what over was there. The issue why they cut him with the Patriots? So they traded for Sanu for Mohamed Sanu from Atlanta, and they got Sanu. And in order to put Sanu on the roster, they placed Gordon on the IR, mm-hmm. and then eventually they just waived him. They they just waved his. Uh, well, I mean, they obviously didn't think he was that good. Well, which blows my mind because he seems otherworldly at times. He seems like he was doing well there when he was on the field. Yeah, yeah. I mean, when he was, yeah, certainly when he was out there, you, you could count on some points. You know, I mean, he's not going to be God, but neither is Muhammad Sanu, really, to yeah. be honest. Yeah, yeah, Sanu was awful today, but he might have been hurt. Uh, well, Sanu can throw too, so they, they like to do their little trick wide receiver throws. But so. I promise you one thing. Now, you play me in our fantasy football league in two weeks. Make sure you Josh Gordon's in your starting lineup. I just, if you think he's so great, just make yeah. sure he's in your starting If they lineup. play him, I mean, he had at least one or one or two big catches in that other week. Because I'll have Metcalf in my starting lineup. We'll see who gets Yeah, and, that's, and, and talk about something that's helped Russell Wilson up to this point now is that uh, 
the ground game seems pretty strong maybe not Marshawn Lynch strong but it's in pretty decent shape but he's also uh, he's managed to target down some wide receivers I mean when you talk about a, a core like uh, Gordon Metcalf um, and Lockett uh, you know, when you talk about like those three, I mean, they were thinking going into that season after after losing Baldwin that it wasn't gonna, there was gonna be no talent there. Yeah, see, and that's that's a you're right on. I mean, that, I kind of blundered. You know, when we were doing our draft, for example, I didn't pick Wilson because I was thinking the same thing. You know, who's he got out there? They're trying to run the ball, but then he's still throwing three, four touchdowns a game. Yeah. Well, because he spreads it around, not going Lockett. Lockett's but, good, but he's spreading yeah. it around. Yeah, Lockett's been Lockett's been on fire, and then uh, they've got that other tight end. I can't think of his name right now. Um, he's made he made the game winning catch two yeah. weeks ago. Yeah, I know you mean. Um, but he's been making some good grabs. Hollister. There you go. Hollister, yeah. Yeah, and then um, yeah, Metcalf's been. Yeah, he's he's been money the last couple been kind of, weeks. Been, the last few weeks have been pretty good. So like you know, finally it's one of those things that kind of returns back to something that they've needed for a while, and that's that they've had Baldwin or something, but you've had Lockett on and off, and you haven't had a whole lot of other surrounding cast. I'm, well, surpri- I'm surprised Lockett's still playing. To be honest, and for a while I thought after he took that one hit several years ago, I think they were they were. Because he's the one who got that huge hit in the Cowboys game, right? I think he got like decked on a on a punt return or something or special teams. But he like yeah he got like decked on something and and he was not in a good way. And I think they were saying something like he might not play. And then all of a sudden I see him back the next year or so. And and Lockett's been like you like like you said Bart he's he's been he's been you know, clutch. Yeah, they're uh, him. He just pairs very nicely Wilson. That's probably his primary target, and yeah. I think that one yeah. touchdown is like catch of the year candidate. You know. Uh, yeah, so. no, he's yeah, he's had several of those. Yeah, I remember they. Yeah, but his no. career had been up and down though until this year. I think it was Baldwin leaving just seemed to really unchain him though. I, even even I'm surprised. I mean, he was fast and he had good routes and so forth. But I mean, even I'm shocked by. All the yards and touchdowns that he's getting. Sometimes the quarterback just can make the receiver look so much better, you know. Oh yeah, for sure. Because yeah. there's some of those people I can tell you that DK Metcalf would look a uh, pretty pedestrian if he was on the Bears, and that's just because he wouldn't be getting the opportunities. <laughs> just he, running he routes, a, just running on. routes, and watching Trubisky scramble for yeah. his life. If he was on the Bears, Michael Thomas would probably look pedestrian. Yeah. <laughs> doesn't doesn't give me a lot of hope. Can't wait to see Allen Robinson go somewhere else. And <laughs> I can wait for that. Get a few. <laughs> Be nice to. A lot more touchdowns. Well, that's what someone said. Uh, uh, somebody pray for somebody pray for Allen Robinson. Nothing happened to him. He's fine. It's just that he's only he's only had Blake Bortles and Mitch Trubisky as quarterbacks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he's wondering what he did wrong in a prior life. <laughs> Well, anyway, wrapping up your point on Seattle, though, uh, and you mentioned they beat the 49ers uh, last week. and uh, But between the fantastic quarterbacking, tremendous running, good passing now, but the defense is coming on, too. So yeah. don't count them out. You know, you look at the best teams, yeah, you have to give the 49ers maybe a slight edge at the moment, but I wouldn't count out Seattle uh, for, for going to the Super Bowl and maybe winning everything. Yeah, I mean, definitely you see a weird game like uh, the Patriots came this afternoon, and 
starting to wonder how that happens against the, the Eagles because I would I I had that down as a as a lock and I wasn't expecting that to be a one score game. See that game surprised me even though they won the Patriots won but it surprised me because they're coming off a bye. If you've been following the Patriots over the years. It, it follows a very predictable pattern, you know. They seem relatively disorganized for them. If they seem, you know, before <laughs> and then they have their then they have their break, and then all of a sudden they come back and everything's fixed. The defense is fixed. The offense is fixed. And uh, yeah, they did win today, and the defense looked okay. But you're right. I mean, they should have really come out all guns blazing. And yeah. I tell you, Brady looked he looked physically ill. I mean, he just he couldn't yeah. do anything. I don't see it this well, year for try. Patriots. I know people are saying, hey, you know, they're up to their old tricks, but their schedule has been real easy. And yeah. <laughs> yeah, I remember the the, the meme out there of the, it's like a, the Crack Rocks guy from a, mm-hmm. the, the Cracked Addict from the Chappelle show yeah. is, hey, do you got any more one in seven teams out there for me? You oh, know, yeah. to, to try and play these. <laughs> you know, they, you know, it, and it's going to be interesting to see how that uh, plays off for them because I know that they, I don't know, Patriots sometimes can have their unpredictable games, and I'm sure it'll be, you know, the usual warning signs where next week, you know, they end up playing whoever they play, and it's going to be a. They're just going to roll them over. It's just going to be like a, a steamroller over the next, you know, the next team. But um, speaking of people having uh, absolutely career years, and this has been benefiting their team greatly, but uh, Lamar Jackson in Baltimore uh, really dispelling a lot of people's beliefs of yeah. what you can what you can do long term at that position. Just even being healthy up to this point, even as he's been and he's been showing off a lot more of his arm in the last year here but they were saying in the if you're ready for some from some stat numbers and everything uh his last 16 starts he's 13 and 3 in his last 16 starts um and the only losses have come to the chiefs last year Mm -hmm. and then the chiefs and the browns this year yeah he seems pretty uh you just can't contain him you know yeah, I mean, it's like he, I mean, people keep saying he's living in a video game. Somebody said he's on rookie mode against yeah, the Bengals. That's, that spin move might be like the play of the year. Yeah, I mean, he really, he made, yeah, he it looked like, a, yeah, it was like playing a molasses defense in Madden or something. You just <laughs> make a cut and three dudes just fall off you. And, um, yeah, that was uh, very amazing. But I, and I, I will tell you, he, he really surprised me. I have to be honest. With you. I, that's a, another guy I passed up besides Wilson. I passed up Jackson in the in in any of my leagues, uh, fantasy leagues, because I, I knew he could run. Obviously, we saw that last year, but didn't realize that the key to the quarterback position is, is being able to not be not have the moment be too big for you. you yeah, gotta, you have to keep calm and, and, and survey the defense and be able to make all the, the and decisions and the throws. And That's the thing with Deshaun Watson. He, I know the Texans line's bad, but I, I guess he got sacked five times the first half this today, you know, so he's good, but he, he can't stay uh, he can stay upright, but it seems with Lamar Jackson, they, uh, they yeah. protect him a little better. And that's key yeah. with those mobile quarterbacks. Yeah, because they're they're staying on the on the ground. I guess he's in the same span of sixteen starts. He's rushed for ten touchdowns, fumbled fourteen times. He's been sacked thirty three times in those mm-hmm. sixteen games. Um, but he's got a sixty two percent completion rating, and he's uh, he's 
20, 20 TDs and eight interceptions in those 16 starts, and that was before today. Uh, well, that, that's what I'm saying, though. See, he's, he's making all the right decisions. He's uh, not, like I say, he's not making a lot of mistakes, but he's executing. He just is, is a good quarterback, Will. And, and he has all the physical gifts, obviously, with the, being able to run and juke and, and jump and so forth. So, yeah, we, we knew he had that, but the decision-making. Because to me, that's the most important thing of a quarterback is your field generalship. It, uh, the great ones, they all have it. You know, the Bradys of the world and Aaron Rodgers, you mentioned Wilson, several others. Yeah. But but Jackson looks like he has it. You know, i got to give him all the credit in the world. I mean, he's not just a runner or even just a pure passer. I mean, he is a true quarterback. Now, he's beat all the top teams. Yeah. Maybe except the Chiefs, but, I mean, he's beat all the, all the or other the, or, or, uh, or the Browns. <laughs> or the Browns. <laughs> The top, Browns. The top teams, you know. Um, so. Barring injury, I mean, yeah. Baltimore, once again, I mean, you got to call them. I would think they're the favorite right now. Yeah, the I mean, AFC, they, it's, uh, it's, going it's, to the Super Bowl, it's definitely, the a, yeah. it's definitely a terrifying team to have to run into. So it's, you know, not that I have to worry about the Bears running into anybody in the playoffs. But, yeah. Um, it's looking rough. My neighbor asked me at the beginning of this year how many wins do you think the Bears would have? I said nine, and it's not looking like more than nine for sure. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, they had 12 the year before, so yeah. that nine was a Yeah, it's, it's a solid answer. guess at the beginning of the year. You know, it's just, it, it, it was sad to have it dispelled so quickly by that uh, was a yeah. 10 to 3 loss. In the beginning of the year, I totally agree with you. I mean, I would have said, uh, I think I was saying eight, you know, eight and eight, but eight or nine would be, which you, which you would hope they would be at least the average. But they they really laid a big egg, I think, this year. Well, now they're going to be lucky. People were joking about one of their fan days they were holding at Soldier Field, and it was going to be on July 9th, uh, 2019, or seven nine. And everyone was going, oh, why did you have to do that? Don't say that. Because everyone kept saying 7-9 yeah. and everything. And they're like, oh, no, don't do that. Yeah, they've had a lot of those years. It's sure looking like they'd be lucky to have one of those right now. Yeah, this year is shaping up to be probably no better than that. Well, I'd love to hear your feelings on this, um, Dad, because I know you're more baseball-oriented, but... I just got a message on Facebook from one of my friends who who copied over an article about how the Sox could be a breakout team in 2020. <laughs> and he's a huge Sox fan, so this is not a surprise. But the information is kind of a surprise. <laughs> the information? Just them being a breakout team oh. in 2020 seems like kind of a surprise. I don't know if you're any bit aware of how they're doing. But. Yeah, I, I don't follow the Sox that close to being a Cub fan, but I obviously can't help missing some of the news. And uh, I, 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 strange enough, I don't think he's necessarily wrong. I, I think they're going to be, uh, I don't know if they're going to make the playoffs, but I think they're going to be a lot better record-wise than they were last year. And they really weren't terrible last year. They, they, they had a halfway decent record. But they're going to have a couple of their pitchers come back. Uh, the one guy had a, uh, he had a Tommy John surgery. This is the guy mm. who throws like 100 miles an hour. Mm. And uh, they have another guy coming back as well who was kind of a star pitcher. So their pitching staff uh, is going to be pretty good, you know, for, for a potential contender. 
And their hitting's kind of shaping him, too. The biggest surprise to me, because he'd been in the league several years and hit maybe 270, is that Timmy Anderson hit shortstop. Um, well, he's good, yeah. He ended up like hitting like 330 something, I want to say. I don't know. Did he set record or something? Yeah, I, he might have, but he really did fantastic. Now, that could be a fluke, but I, I, you know, I think he's really developing into a good player. So, you know, are they going to make the playoffs? So they could. But yeah. I think they'll be a lot better than last year. Watch two years from now. I'd say watch the Sonics two years from now. Might be a really serious contender. Where's the Cubs? Yeah, I know they just Down picked. A, I know they just grabbed Ross to manage. Um, well, so things things are not looking pretty. I, I like Ross, but I don't know that he's you know how much how much effort, uh, change is the manager going to do? It's like kind of rearranging the chairs in the Titanic yeah. again. They just know he's a friendly face. Yeah, I was gonna say he's just he's, he just yeah he knows that he knows the guys and, knows the yeah, game. See, this is another thing I've been saying this for a couple of years now. Is the Cubs had their window? They have maybe maybe one more year, but you know questionable. But two years from now, you have all these young guys are all gonna become free agents. Uh, most almost all of them are in uh, arbitration eligible now, and the salary is skyrocketing. That's why you hear these goofy rumors about oh they're looking to trade Chris Bryant or whatever, because you're gonna be in the situation where. You may have to trade away a player who's, quote, good, but, you know, the question is, how good is he relative to his salary? You know, yeah. you're always comparing how good is somebody compared to their salary now because all these guys, uh, now, now, mercifully, thank God, they signed Hendricks for a really pretty, I think he's making like $13 million a year, which sounds like a lot, but it's nothing for a starting pitcher these days. So they signed him for the next, I think, four years. But other than that, you know, Lester is going to be gone after next year. Um... Uh, and one or one or two of their other guys are going to be gone too. What's his face? The ex Philly, the guy who no hit the Cubs. He was on oh. the Cubs last year. He's going to be gone. He had a one year deal last year. Yeah. Uh, no, so it's... anyway, the Cubs have this have this window. It's one year, two at most, and then all these guys yeah. are going to be traded or leave for free agency. This year they kind of choked too. Yeah. The Bulls, as well, terrible start to the season. Like talks with their coach getting fired. One of the new stars is uh, underperforming. The new rookie, though, he's promising. He broke the record for most threes by like a rookie in two games. Huh. And most threes, he beat uh, Jordan's record of most threes in a quarter. Yeah, what do you have? Like seven, seven, seven threes in a quarter? Is that in heard? the fourth quarter, yeah. Jeez, that's incredible. Crazy. Why do you make seven threes in a quarter? <laughs> it's, yeah, it, I they mean, were they, all just catch and shoot open shots. Like, yeah. One was like an off the dribble, you know, type of shot. Oh, so. geez. Well, I mean, they give it to you. Yeah. They give it to you, and you feel like you can hit it. Well, that, well, I'll give you, I'll give you something. I know that you haven't had a particularly large amount of air time so far, so I'll move on to the. <laughs> this is the 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 one on one with Bart, if you will. This is where the candles are out and things get a little intimate, you know, the lights are down. <laughs> it's so, so Bart. R&B's playing. R&B, a little bit of boys to men, maybe. <laughs> so, uh, Bart, why don't you go ahead and uh, tell me about the game of basketball and what's going on right now. How about those Celtics? I'm not a Celtics fan. I am. Fuck them. I, I think they, so. won, they won 10 in a row. They lost today. They lo oh, they yeah. lost today? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and now he doesn't care about no, them I, anymore. I jinxed them. No, I was, I, was, I, was, I just want to make one, one quick comment, and I'll let you take it away. I, I love the Bulls, uh -huh. but, but the, I, I like the Celtics because when I was a little kid, 
you know, seven, eight years old, or back in the 60s, uh, there was none of these broadcasts around. There was no cable or anything. Mm -hmm. You had four channels, basically. and But they had a game of the week, an NBA game of the week. And there were only eight teams in the NBA. And the Celtics were always the champions yeah. in the 60s, so they were on every week. So I was like, I became a big Celtics fan. Uh -huh. I remember, you know, Bill Russell and Belichick yeah. and all those guys. So that's how I became a Celtics fan. Obviously, they kind of petered out in recent years. But um, but anyway. But They're doing all right. Yeah. I mm -hmm. mean, like, they they won in the 60s, 70s, right, 80s. The 90s, they didn't. And they got a championship with KG, I think, in, like, the 2000s. Yeah. And since then, they uh About 10 years ago, off. I think. But, I mean... Yeah, there's always hope. There's always a chance. Most winning a yeah. franchise in the NBA. So. Yeah, I mean, there's always a chance. Yeah. There's always room for it. Well, anyway, since he barged in <laughs> and the lights came on again. The lights came on. Do you mind? <laughs> and then he slowly closed the door and walked yeah, back he never out. Yeah, walked in. <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> Didn't think you guys were. <laughs> Didn't know this was date night. <laughs> I couldn't help myself, I did, but too many yeah. lost today. But I yeah, some. and he's still here. Close the door. Close the door behind you. But right. yeah, the favorites right now looks like the Clippers uh, are just as good as expected. Uh, Warriors are absolutely atrocious. No, I don't think many expect that. Yeah, but it was funny because Vegas had him predicted for like forty-seven wins, <laughs> you know, and they might get to like twenty, you know. Mm. So. I know Golden State, as you mentioned earlier, they mm -hmm. lost their star player for the year, but they still got a bunch of other good players. Why are they so bad? Well, no. they, well, well they lost. Well, Durant lost obviously everybody. left. Uh, Durant left for yeah. Brooklyn. Mm -hmm. uh, Clay is hurt. Yeah. Curry's hurt. I mean, who's the best player on the team right now? Is it, is Russell, it? and he's out two weeks with a thumb. Fuck. And Draymond Green's been out. And, and Draymond yeah. is out too. So and then they just have G, G League role players after that, you know. <laughs> Iguodala left. So it's basically he just was the Finals MVP one of those years. It's just Chinese basketball essentially. Yeah. And oh, Bears and, hit a touchdown. Bears just got a touchdown. Look at that. that. Twelve plays, eighty yards. Well, I've been wish I could do it all the time like that. So does that make it pretty much wide, a wide open race now? You know, because it is a wide open race this year. Well, it well, 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 it certainly looks a little as. Uh, are, bo are both are both LA teams in the West? Mm -hmm. So so they they do keep it particularly geographical for that. Yeah, we're gonna put an LA team in the East. Well, I just you know <laughs> you have the Cubs in in in, in baseball, and I was just kind of like you have the, you know two Chicago teams in baseball who end up in different leagues. And I guess deep down, I just was kind of wondering if it was you know totally I, I'm dependent just, on. I'm just joshing, you know. I'm just. Uh, the Lakers this year, I know they're kind of they yeah, they they're, they're, they're not with they're not without their the faults, but they're not number one team in the West. Dwight Howard is uh, he's doing well. He actually won my fantasy football matchup twice, where he was the last player to play. Who won? He, who won your fantasy football? Dwight Howard, two weeks in a row. He won your fantasy football matchup. Two weeks in a row. He had to. He was the last guy playing. <laughs> I think you mean fantasy basketball. Oh, oh sorry. <laughs> <laughs> We're watching football. You know, it's all See, the same. You, but, we've been talking it. You've been watching yeah. it. It's it's. it's but yeah, it's, he had to get like two blocks and some one day, and then the other day he had to get like ten points, and he did it both times. So. Oh. Wow. Yeah, the the intimacy must have got must have yeah. got to you of the one on one. <laughs> No, see, guys, the reason I ask about the contenders is that I was any, and this is true of any sport or anything, 
to me, and I haven't followed the NBA that closely in a number of years since the Bulls' glory years, but the thing is that I'm very disappointed when any time I see where it's just a foregone conclusion who the winner is going to be. And it was Golden State lately, you know, for so like many that, years. Yeah. And I, I, I will hate say, that, yeah. so I like it when it's wide open. I will say the only thing I actually enjoyed was I thought it was kind of cool to see if for once you could see a team completely sweep the playoffs. Yeah. When the, when the Golden State, all, like they almost I went 16-1. Yeah, 16-1. And I thought they were going to just clean the entire playoffs. Just once I thought it would be funny to see it and see it happen where the a team Lakers doesn't lose throughout the, the entire 2000s. thing, you know. And um, But, yeah, I, I'd agree on a regular basis. It does kind of hit you. And, and occasionally you have something like the Patriots where they're good a lot, but they've managed to lose some, yeah. you know, and it's not always... Yeah, I mean, yeah, right. I mean, these these uh, Super Bowls, for example, they've yeah. won. They, they could have easily lost them all. Oh, yeah. Well, so that's the close. thing with the Super Bowls, one game, you know. Yeah, and that kind of, yeah, that makes it a little more of the odds being favoring both teams at times gives you better shots at it but yeah as long as uh people stay healthy it'll be a good nba season i think this year looks like the favorite for mvp is Giannis again and yeah no he's still i mean i don't know guy can ball though i mean but granted i i, I think most people can ball if they were given a lot of the athletic talents that he yeah. has and plus like i was watching that they played the Bulls the other day i was watching the game and Giannis does like four steps into mm -hmm. a dunk, and everyone goes crazy. Isn't that what? A, isn't that what a euro step <laughs> yeah, is? Yeah, and no one calls it. You know, and it's like everyone goes crazy. Timeout bulls. You know, like yeah. <laughs> <laughs> until you just took four steps. <laughs> they were it, they were having know? a timeout, and they just said, "Oh, he didn't call traveling. Oh, fuck, timeout. We're gonna lose." And you're not, yeah, the time if you're not gonna, they lost. If you're not going to call traveling on this guy. Uh -huh. See, they need to have instant replay for traveling. Especially with, like, his long-ass like, steps, you know? like this long It's play. not working out so well for pass interference. <laughs> well, they have instant replay now for, you know, fouls, you know, but you can't have an instant replay for traveling. I think that's kind of silly. Well, then, yeah, they, then they'd have to, well, then they'd have to call it, and they would ruin the game. Yeah. It's like, it's like flooding the market with cash, you know, you... You're gonna ruin the economy, you know. I realize if everyone figures out how everything's done, you know. No, I mean you're right. I mean I realize that the NBA they let these players who break the rules, minor infractions, because they want to see scoring, they want to see exciting plays and stuff. I, I get all that, but like you say, you can't have a guy taking four steps or more to to do a dunk. I yeah. mean, it gets to be ridiculous. I guess, you know, two steps they give him, but four or five steps. Yeah, I used to I used to love it that. Um, <laughs> No, I just thought of when you do get four and five steps, it just made me think of slam dunk typing. Do you remember those back in the day? It was like it would teach you how to type when you, you know, when I was a kid. Yeah. We had it in computer. Did, did you have anything like that? It was called Typer Shark, and it's like fish came up across the screen. We had one where it would. Type. We had one where it would give you a word. And you'd have to type it, and if you didn't type it fast enough, which my dad found out a couple times, mainly because he was laughing too hard to focus on it. But if you didn't type the word fast enough, he'd dribble up and go for a dunk and just completely eat it on the, <laughs> just go right under the basket and just uh -huh. face plant on the other side. <laughs> just guy taking like four or five steps and then just. Just facing it on the under the basket with no dunk or whatever. 
Yeah, I, I, I'd be lying if I said I remembered that, uh, but I'm glad you do. I don't know. I just remember you. I just remember you just absolutely dying the first time you saw it. But yeah, that's just the taking the steps kind of made me feel that way. All right, so you're saying the Clippers obviously are still they're they're doing as predicted because um, they got oh my God, Kawhi and Paul George. Thank you. Yeah, because I yeah. I figured Kawhi Leonard would be a huge addition. Obviously, anywhere he I goes. He's been hurting a little bit though. Yeah, he? he's been taking games off already. But uh, I mean, he did that last backs. year, and then they won the finals. So yeah, yeah. It's funny because yeah. um, remember, like the when AI was popular, he had that practice rant. Yeah. Now, like talking about practice, you know, it's like practice. Show, and talking he's, about practice. His main point was that he shows up every game, and you know, he plays, you know, like and performs. So why are we talking about practice? And now people are talking about, like, people are buying tickets to these Clippers LA games, you know, it's $300. And Kawhi's just not, uh, not today. <laughs> so I was going to say, I, I feel like they should play each other yeah. and, like, LeBron should take uh -huh. the day off and Anthony Davis yeah. and Kawhi. They should all just take the day off. I'm sorry you spent half your paycheck to come see me. but, <laughs> but uh, I'm just feeling a little achy. My legs hurt. <laughs> I'm just tired. You know what? Yesterday was a tough day. You could come see me in the finals when the tickets are two grand. And... <laughs> I'll see, I'll, I'll be playing see you in the finals. <laughs> now it's going to be like, now uh, LeBron and Kawhi's rant is exhibition. We're talking about exhibition games. Yeah, yeah talking about regular season. We're talking about regular season. <laughs> Cares about the regular season. Who cares about the regular James season? James Harden. I show up for the postseason. Yeah, James Harden cares about the regular season. How does that well work out for him in the playoffs? You know. Well, that's because he just he has to care because he's just a stat patter who just stands out there and yeah. throws three pointers up like he's, it's nobody's actually, business. Actually, he's my uh, he's leading my fantasy team, so I I don't hate him in football. Yes. See, he's scored some good good stuff. dunks. A lot, of, a lot of dunks in he's football. A, he's a, a multi-sport athlete. Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of like a double whammy. Well, do you got any other uh, little touch-ups on a basketball front? Uh, I got a I got a story, right? <laughs> Fun fact. Oh god. It mixes basketball and and football. And I feel like I haven't I haven't uh <laughs> Your personal stories are usually my it's favorite ones to hear. Damn. It's, uh, Those are usually my favorite ones to hear. It's a fun fact. So Fair enough. back when basketball, you could come out of high school uh, and get drafted by the NBA. Mm -hmm. um, some players in high school, you know, ath the athletes, they were dual sports. They were three sports. You know, they played football and basketball. And uh, so the uh, ex-NBA star most known for his uh, blunder in the finals, J.R. Smith, he... Uh, he was actually going to go to University of Florida for football, you know, and that was his main goal is to be a receiver in football. Mm -hmm. And he was basically, you know, I guess the papers are, I guess, almost signed, and he was just telling his coach, he's like, you know, I just have to play basketball in, in the basketball season as well, you know. you got to allow me to play both. <laughs> and uh, the coach is like, no, you know, we focus here on football only. You know, if you came here for football, you're not playing basketball. Yeah. So this guy just decides to enter the NBA draft instead. <laughs> <laughs> and gets drafted in the first round. <laughs> gets drafted in the first round. <laughs> I'm gonna, I, I can come to your school, but I just need to play basketball at the same time. Nah, I'm afraid I can't do that. 
All right, you take these papers because I'm just going to go to the draft. <laughs> I'm just going to go play pro basketball. Sorry. Isn't that crazy? You know, like, I mean, it's like the biggest power move ever. I mean, like. basically, I think he pretty much just, like, gave him the papers back, took his bottle of Henny, and left. <laughs> I don't know. It's just, it's just like, man, some people are such, like, athletic freaks. That's, like, yeah. that's your option. It's like... Yeah, <laughs> he did, he basically just went to he left his office, went to a liquor store, bought about a bottle of Hennessy, and then called the NBA draft. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> guess who's going pro this year? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. You know, then you have like 15 seasons of basketball. So it's crazy, but I still, man, I want to talk about again more memes of me crying the JR blunders from the last championship that they were mm-hmm. that they were in oh my god him running to him running the opposite direction after getting that inbounds pass <laughs> I don't know if you saw any it's... of these ones dad but it was like they had like not a lot of time and they give it to him and he started dribbling like the wrong way and LeBron's trying to corral him in and everything I saw that one and so people took him running away and memed him going to a liquor store to to buy Hennessy. Yeah, a lot of memes <laughs> came from that. But the thing is, the person that messed it up was George Hill. He didn't make his free throws well, that yeah. resulted in that. Well, yeah. Because I mean, the guy actually made a good play. He got an offensive rebound on a free throw, JR. Yeah. Because the game was over because the guy missed the free throw. And JR actually got the offensive rebound. And uh, it's just he ended up running the other way instead of putting it up. Yeah, no, I don't know what he, th- he thought it was like a defensive free throw situation where you got to get down to court, you know. So. Yeah, it's hard to tell sometimes where it's that or you think you have more time and he was going to turn around maybe or maybe he just wanted to get out of traffic. And they I mean, have timeouts, no one called timeout either. So that's... Yeah. yeah, well, it's always easy to... Well, I love the people who took... It, it's took, a group effort. Yeah. Well, I love the people who took him and LeBron and now that LeBron was in a... Or I think LeBron was still there, but they took him and they put them in uh, oh, NBA man. 2K or NBA Live. They took the two of them mm-hmm. and put them in there and showed, you know, JR screwing up all this stuff in this basketball video game and LeBron getting all, like, pissed off. <laughs> and that was the end of JR's career in the NBA. That was it. Yeah. He did he not be- come he back be- next he, be- he became a meme and the then he disappeared. Mello's back. Where's he playing? Trailblazers. Oh. They just signed him during the week, so. Interesting. Well, they, um, yeah, I was really surprised that they didn't bother with, uh, that they didn't bother with. (laughs) (laughs) I'm confused what's going on. I wonder what he just said. (laughs) Fuck. But yeah, so... Well, so he... The one thing I thought was really strange was obviously people were talking about before he came back to the NBA, they were wondering why he wasn't put on a, the American squad for mm-hmm. this year just because of that being Carmelo's main contribution to, you know, the basketball world in America is obviously that he's been a part of so many American Olympic teams. And that's really where he's earned his, his medal. Mm-hmm. But... Yeah, I'm glad to see that he can. I'm always glad to see that somebody can find somewhere to play. I know, uh, I know, Vinny, I know Vinny C's got a gig somewhere. Mm-hmm. I forgot where he's playing now. Is he in the Hawks? He's still in the Hawks, yeah. Because um, 
I'm glad he didn't go this year, but I, I wanted him to go to Golden State the other year. I was hoping he could he could get a trophy. He set the record for most seasons by NBA player ever. Yeah, was that 22, I think. Yeah, it's 22 seasons. Vince Carter, yeah. Yeah, I couldn't believe that because I remember I remember when Mom dug up that picture of me hanging out at at a, we were in you know I think Jimmy's and stuff, and I and my cousin and basically like. It was him blowing out a cake and me next to him in a in Vince a Vince Carter, Carter jersey, jersey. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. and I I never I, sh- I sent it to him and I and I go don't don't let anyone forget I, I was an OG I was before before it became cool I I think cool. I jumped on that pretty quick he's probably yeah. eight or nine years old because I think that because I think because I think that was literally in '98 or yeah. something I think that was the year he yeah, started when he just got there yeah dude he, was uh, a beast man there's a rookie on his team that. Wasn't even born yet when the first year he got to the NBA. <laughs> I remember, I remember seeing him play in his rookie year. He was uh, he used to play over in the uh, Raptors. Yeah, Toronto. He was on well, the he Raptors. Was the Raptors initially. West um, Toronto, right? Then you went to Correct. the Nets. I think it was in Vancouver, wasn't he, for a while? Remember no, those are the Grizzlies. Else. There were the Vancouver Grizzlies. No, but I was thinking about somebody else. He wasn't. Yeah, I think it was somebody else. But oh, yeah, I think he was on the Nets for a while. Um, he was a superstar at one time, though, when he was a young guy. Oh yeah, when he—I mean, I remember his uh, his sort of a couple first couple years there, and he had his uh, his dunk contest. Uh, yeah, moments and everything the greatest that he. Dunker of all time. Yeah, I mean, he had he had some pretty optimal dunk coverage in the early years. Well, I remember speaking of dunkers, I always remember that I used to have that one. Uh, set of things I, f- I forgot what magazine that was that it had everyone who's ever won the slam dunk oh, competition yeah. through the years yeah. everything and it used to make me feel so comforting to know that Spud Webb could do it <laughs> dude that's crazy I was a midget yeah I, mean, you could see, I was like I was like huh. five, seven. I was like if he's 5'7 <laughs> and he can make it to the dunk competition yeah. I can do anything. He can make it easily too. He flew it. Yeah, he was just flying. Nate Robinson too was like that. Yeah, I mean it's just those guys that they just you can get so much hop under you. But it looks insane watching it happen. And then I've seen you dunk a couple times, and it, it looks like you're barely lifting yourself off the exactly. ground. Exactly. <laughs> <That's funny. laughs> you were showing me a video one time, and it was like you know. Oh, he's like, hey, look at this! It's a, it's a dunk, and he just goes up, and it looks like the laziest thing I've ever seen, and it's just, you know. And I'm like, that looked really simple, you know. It's, it's I mean, he's still only six four or whatever. It's not like he's like seven feet tall or something, you know. It's not like a yeah. little tip in or something. I mean, you got to put some air under you, but it's not quite art. as much. Yeah, it's an art. <laughs> I do love that you perform the goal of like a, you become a center when we go to those casual leagues and play. Uh-huh. You fit some of the center style roles, which I hate because you know I, I like to play a different role. But. Hey, you know it kind of works for you though. I mean, I know we had some success, some success trying to <laughs> me going down and just setting you yeah. up for those easy yeah. under when the buckets. Yeah, you're taller than everyone, you know. It's that's your biggest advantage. So. And then you're me, and you show up, and you're older than everyone, and that's that. Yeah, that has no advantage up. at all, other than I guess. Oh, and other than my mind, other than my mind, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> you maybe you're just you're a little more intuitive than other people. Well, the last thing I think I'll go over here, 
Unless you do you have anything else to add? That's it. That's it. Yeah, I had something to add. Oh, go it's ahead. Changing gears. That's not on your list. How about those Blackhawks? I was about to ask you about about hockey. Are they are they rolling right now? They are rolling now. They've won several in a row, and they won. They're playing tonight. I don't know what they're doing tonight, but they, yeah, they won seven to two Jesus. last night against the Predators. Huh. Which is one of the top teams. And prior to that, they beat the Golden Knights. Actually, the oh, first, yeah, I first remember time hearing in, uh, about first that First time one. in hockey history, they beat the Golden Knights, which is kind of pathetic. Well, but, uh, but also they say it's the first time in history or whatever. They've only existed for like two years. Yeah, this is on their second year in the league. But uh, I wouldn't say they're out of the woods, but I think you see a definite uptick in the Hawks. I mean, they did, like last night, for example, same the Golden Knights. I mean, they got outplayed. They got outshot. They got out hit. you know. Yeah. So the difference in the game was our, our goalie was fantastic and their two goalies were crap. So that was really the difference in the game. I mean, every shot, every other shot that we made, we went in the goal. But but that, I think they are turning the corner a little bit. I mean, they have the basic... They still have a lot of the core. But incredibly, they still have a lot of the core from, from 2010. Uh, that's the Stanley Cup team. Uh, yeah, that seems like that's the wildest thing for me. I mean, that they still have able... Oh, either by re-acquisitioning those people after losing them but it's um, only 2015 I mean you always had you know Kane and Taze and of course you had uh, Seabrook and uh, Keith but now like I say you've reacquired um, uh, Brandon Saad you've reacquired um, Sharp still playing not Sharp uh, that, that little feisty guy his name is Casey that uh, we just got back this well, year now all, well yeah, all we have to do now is get John Scott back and uh, we'll, be, we'll be balling yeah, I think he's retired now but uh, <laughs> Crawford of course still on the team um, got another goalie Leonard played last night he's doing great Wow. So, yeah, they're no threat to win. Let me be clear. They're no threat to win the Stanley Cup, but I think they are a threat to make the playoffs and uh, be significant. And by that and by that right alone, I mean, you, you have some chance. Yeah, I mean, once you get in the tournament, you never know what happens. There have been a lot of eight seeds who have, a few eight seeds have won it. The Kings did it one time as the eight seed yeah. in their conference. Well, so yeah. things are looking up, but... Uh, but they've been really uh, underperformers the last couple of years. So. Well, that's fair. I mean, I'll take I'll take up, man. I mean, up is in, in Chicago. Up is definitely, you know, something that you prefer. It seems like the something we've been praying for for the Bulls for a long time. That's the thing. There's a gulf right now because it's kind of like as Bart points out. I mean, the Bulls are are crappy this year. They've been crappy for a number of years. So you got to have something to root for in Chicago. The Bears aren't, aren't really that very good. Um, so you, you need the Hawks. Baseball seems well. baseball at this point seems kind of middling on both sides. They're not really great. They're not bad. They're not, they're not terrible, but they're not. They're certainly not something that's a huge threat at the moment. But yeah, I mean, growing up, I mean, growing up in the '90s, like, I mean, it's it's hard to envision the Bulls being the way they are but that yeah that it, it took them it took them out of my lives losing Jordan and everybody really took the Bulls out of my life at a young age and that was a real it's a real blow it's too bad you were too young to enjoy most of it uh. well hey I mean I still the one thing I always remember and and this 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 is probably the best part of all that is I remember you getting tickets to yeah. that to the very first playoff game or the very first championship game in 97 against the Jazz. And I don't remember a ton about the game because it was fairly, you know, 
common basketball game. Yeah, it's back but, and forth. But all I remembered was I was re- I was reminded by watching a replay of some of Jordan's greatest game winning shots in you know, game one. 1997 finals and Jordan burying a fadeaway jumper for two points to win the game at the end. And the it, buzzer sounded. Yeah. It, and I remember being there for that buzzer and him fading and shooting it in like just complete silence. Yeah, and you, just, were, you were there. And the ball going just straight through the hoop and then just the entire United Center just jumping up and everything. And I remember I think you and me both turned to each other and and I, and I high-fived you or whatever, and that was just, like, was nuts to see that game and, and knowing that that's, you know, and that was the experience. At least, you know, I didn't really experience the first three 90s championships, but, I mean, I remember 96 through 98 pretty well. And um, oh, wow. and that was, oh, like, wow. that was one of those things for me that was was particularly and they laid them out, look at this important. Number. Well, I'm glad you. I'm really glad you remember that because that was, uh, you know, it's always it's a big thrill when you can take your son or daughter, you can take them to a big game like that, especially a, a playoff finals. That was the finals against yeah. the Jazz, and uh, so I'm glad you remember because you were only you know, what eight years old or something like that. Yeah. So yeah, it would have been eight at that time. So I'm really glad that you still remember that. Uh, you guys, you guys have been fortunate, at least, uh, guys your age, at least you've seen a lot of championships around town. Yeah. Uh, Bulls won six, although, you know, I missed the first three, but then, of course, the Bears were in the Super Bowl. Uh, both the Sox and the Cubs have won a World Series and so forth. So you've had a lot of championships, but when I started being a sports fan around 65 or 66, I had to go, like, almost 20 years before anybody <laughs> won anything. I mean... Finally, the Bears won in 85 to win the Super Bowl. That's the first time anybody in Chicago won anything for 20 years. Yeah. 23, 22 years, I think it was. So. Well, that gets to one of those, yeah, it really becomes one of those things where, um, yeah, I mean, you, you really, you're hoping that, well, between opinions here, realistically, what team probably has the best shot of cleaning it up the fastest? Of winning a championship? Yeah, of having the possibility to get to that point. Who's who's probably the closest to it? In my opinion, it's, it sounds nutty. What we talked about it before is of, of the four major sports. The one I think that's going to make it to their championship game and maybe win it the best is probably the White Sox. Yeah. Because they're, they're really on the men. Got a ton of good draft picks coming up, young guys. They say a lot of pitchers are coming back this year that should be stars. Uh, you know, give them two years, I'd say three tops, and uh, it's not guaranteed, but, you know, watch out. Whereas the Cubs are on their way down. I mean, I, I love the Cubs, big Cubs yeah, fan. Bulls, the Cubs are uh, on their way down. The Bulls and the Bears, there's no. <laughs> I, was, I was about to ask, no hey, Bart, do you want to tell me who, since we're watching one of them, do you want, no bias here, but do you want to tell me who has the least chance of making that improvement? Yeah. This is definitely the Bears. the Bears are close. I don't know, I don't know how you feel, Barton and Jay, and I talked about this over the years. I think that for both the Bulls and the Cubs, or the Bulls, not the Cubs, the Bulls and the Bears, it really starts at the top. I think the ownership, yeah, the ownership. is bad, and as long as those owners are in place, I don't see those teams ever ever winning. Just winning like the Knicks. You know, the people. I, this is what makes me kind of angry. Is people will say, "Oh, well, I think that." Uh, and I got mental black. The, the owner of the, the Bulls and the White Sox, the managing partner, um, Jerry Reinsdorf. Yeah. He's. I've read. I mean, I've read all of the different magazines, newspapers. Jerry Reinsdorf is the greatest owner in Chicago history, and I'm like, 
<laughs> you know, just his horse show up his rear end, okay? Back in the early 80s, he first took over the team. And Rod Thorne, who was long gone, was the GM and was able to pick Michael Jordan as the third pick of the draft back in 83, I think it was. And he turned out to be you know, this unbelievable superstar and helped them win all those championships. And you know, he did win one with the White Sox, but the White Sox won, not to diminish it, because the White Sox were the best team this year. They deserved to win the World Series. Mm-hmm. But as I told you, this is what I call the dumb luck win. And by that, I mean it's like every team has a dumb luck win about every once every 30 years or 40, where just everybody has a career year and just wonderful and great and everything. And then, because they didn't make the playoffs the year before, they didn't make them the year after. Mm-hmm. And they lost 90 games two years after that. So it was just kind of a dumb luck win. It wasn't because of great ownership or anything or great management. So anyway, the point is, is that I think as long as he's there, I don't think the Bulls are going to be any good. No. And I know they saw they show a couple of pictures here of, of Virginia Hallis or Virginia McCaskey rather up here in the oh, owners' yeah, I booth. I don't wish ill will on anybody, but you know until she passes away, she looks so old. Yeah. She's ninety six, <laughs> I think. I, that's why Joe Rice She's ninety six years old. She'll probably outlive me. I don't wish any ill will, but until she passes away, yeah, she looks really old. <laughs> I don't get it. I just, I just thought it was funny that you're basically just like, yeah, you got for you gathered from that, yeah, she's really old, yeah, she's probably gonna die soon. No, I, I, I don't. It's uh... how life works, Jay. Yeah, no, no I want to be clear. Die. Unfortunately, not a lot of people are listening, but I want to make sure that. I don't wish any ill will on anybody. No, I mean, it's just the fact is until she's incapacitated or, or dies or whatever passes on, I mean, nothing it's radically not, is ever going to change because she controls all the shares. The shares are divided among you know, a dozen or more people, but she has the voting of all the shares as long as she's alive. So there's not going to be any radical changes. They keep making the same mistakes every year over and over. Well, and that's in, and I also want to make very clear you're not putting out a hit on, no. on Virginia McCaskey, correct? No. No, right. no, no. Well, the last thing I want, I think we should talk about, just because I feel like we kind of have to, is um, is the wonderful ending to the Thursday night uh, Malice in the Palace, <laughs> so we'll call it. So I know at the end of the game, end of the game, Brown's up 14. You've got a whole mess of stuff going on. And... Uh, Miles Garrett attempts to help uh, the quarterback retrieve his helmet by putting his helmet on top of his head, <laughs> maybe a little too hard. Um, I don't know. For me, it, it's a weird one because it doesn't seem quite as. It's a lot. I mean, it's over the it's over the top, but it seemed like maybe blown out of proportion by people who clearly have seen much worse things happen on a on a daily basis in the NFL. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know any in any opinions within the within the silence of the Well, I, well, I guess before we start, so what do you, what do you think should have been his penalty? Oh, I mean, I honestly the the one thing I I thought was I don't like I don't like how Rudolph handled it afterwards. I think his penalty is fine and I think Miles Garrett took it very in stride and understandingly, yeah. um, I know Rudolph had eventually said, "You know, it's it's a cowardly move. It's it's bush league, blah blah blah." And with him, you know, he's describing himself basically. 
in my opinion, but maybe that's just because I kind of want to hit Mason Rudolph with a helmet every time I see his face. <laughs> He's just got one of those faces or whatever. I didn't like the way it was handled, but I also think that people went straight to blaming Miles Garrett, even though he, um, even though there clearly was other actions going on at the time that led to an aggression of the, you know, an escalation yeah. of the aggression. I think Miles Garrett did something where it's just he, the moment, you know, reacted and then didn't realize that he's got a million cameras on him and the whole stadium is yeah. watching him. Yeah. Like, I've been, like, I play pickup basketball or just any, like, competitive sport and sometimes just people get a little too upset, you know? Yeah. And I've seen fights and I've seen people swing or whatever, you know, but there's not just a million cameras on you once it happens, you know? So, yeah. Well, and it's one of those things where... But that's why they get paid so much, you know, take that into account. That well, of course. Well, and, they yeah. Be doing that, so. and that. And that's one of those things where they were talking about him, um, you know, they keep talking about, oh, like, you know, look at him, he's just, he's going crazy, whatever. And you show a bunch of other angles and other cameras that show all of the ridiculous things that Rudolph is doing to try and... Aggress the yeah. fight, you know. He's taking shots at Miles when they're on the I mean, ground. The game was dirty though, like you know, there's yeah. a lot of big hits. And... Oh yeah, for sure. There definitely were some Steelers receivers and other players that took some some hits downfield that they probably shouldn't have gotten. But but it got to that point where you know Rudolph Garrett. When you look at it, he brings Rudolph down, and there's not. I don't think he's looking at Rudolph at all to see if he's thrown it. He's just trying to bring him down because he wraps him pretty normally wraps him and Rudolph flings it out and he kind of you know brings him down and he's not he can't see him I mean his head's down he doesn't know if he has the ball or not mm -hmm. you know but he brings him down and when they get on the ground Rudolph's trying to grab his helmet and he's like they showed those other angles where like when Garrett got off he tried to Rudolph tried to kick him in the in the crotch and then was trying to hit him and stuff and kept grabbing a, Garrett's helmet and everything and so Garrett took his off mm -hmm. you know while fighting with him and he was just holding it off to the side for a little while well he got and attacked by his offensive lineman yeah well then you I well then the name is but the guy the uh Pouncey. Pittsburgh no it wasn't Pouncey but you, the, you sure it wasn't Pouncey the one who got ev suspended eventually he came oh. play. but the first guy grabbed was a big offensive lineman mm. for Pittsburgh grabbed him grabbed Garrett and <laughs> Now, here's the thing. This whole thing could have been avoided if somebody, the quarterback, would have walked away. He could yeah. easily walked away because his lineman was holding him. He couldn't yeah. get away. Yeah. But, no, he's, he comes right up behind his lineman. He's jawing at him. And that's kind of to Bart's point is he, he just lost it. Garrett just you know, he was so incensed he wasn't thinking. He just swung the helmet real hard, as hard as he could, and hit him in the head. But whoa, whoa. if the quarterback just walks away, yeah. probably nothing would have happened. I mean, it would have been diffused. So it was really, like, like you said, issues on both sides, you know, kind of instigating this thing. I mean, I know, obviously, at the end of the day, I mean, Miles did, did admit to, you know, there was a line, and I definitely crossed it. Oh, yeah. You know, so, I mean, he's looking at that, and Garrett, I mean, he's had his share of some roughness here and there, but in general, he hasn't been a, you know, he's he's not Vontez perfect out there. Like, you know, just cheap shotting people at every corner or something. I mean, the reality is he's played pretty stand-up throughout the, his time here, but, you know, what I hated was then you got all the coverage where you got, um, uh, what, you got uh, uh, James Harrison commented on it. 
mm. and said like um you know something like that'll get you six months in prison or something <laughs> like that and they're like do you know who you are like mm-hmm. should you do a reality check through the james <laughs> harrison highlight reel and you know tell yeah. me if you're the one he's like it's like vontes perfect telling you that you're a dirty player like or it's like the dominican sue questioning why you would ever step on people and kick people like you know it's kind of your thing it's kind of your bag bro (laughs) you'd know i guess takes one to know one but well there was a time you know many years ago uh, i just had a huge say oh jesus don't get into a fight you know there's a time you know years ago it's probably gonna be holding on the bears that's what they usually do they get they hold and then they get sacked (laughs) (laughs) they're not fumbling no, it was a time many years ago when you could do stuff like that and you might get, you know, thrown out of the game, but then that was pretty much it. And, you know, now you know, Garrett's got suspended for the rest of the season. And, you know, what all these players have got to realize is that we're not in... holding. We're not, we're not in the old days anymore. Yeah. Uh, because, and the main reason is, is that hopefully we've evolved a little bit as a society as far as, you know, unnecessary violence. But more importantly, I think, unfortunately so, is, is the money element. Yeah. That's why they have all these rules to protect the quarterbacks. They're all making, you know, 20 to 30 million plus. Uh, but even, even these other players are all making 5, 10 million, and they can't afford to be injured that easily, you know? Yeah. It's a huge, huge uh, hit for the owners when those players get hurt. So they are not going to accept any unnecessarily violence like that. Well, I mean, the funniest thing, I think, when you talk about the owners is, I mean, both, was it both teams, I think, got hit for a quarter of a million each in fines or something on top of that? So, I mean, the NFL is sitting over here, and they're like, hey, we're going to go ahead and we're going to vilify, this vilify Miles Garrett. And uh, we also make half a million bucks just just off of that little fight. Just pulling in some money plus out of it, plus, plus all the ratings and all the other things. Well, I think the fines, they don't take that into income. I think the fines are ultimately donated to charity. It might be NFL charities, well, but, it, but it goes to charity eventually. I'm sure there's a, yeah, after it after it runs through the slush fund no, at NFL headquarters. Know. You're an accountant. You know better than that. Uh, yeah, I do, and that, that's how I know that. <laughs> But the point is that uh, in today's anyway. society, <laughs> in today's society, with all these players making so much money, all of them, all of them making such a ridiculous amount of money, that they are not going to accept this this violence. Uh, yeah. There's just people getting injured because of reckless violence like that. It will not be tolerated because there's huge money involved now. Yeah. Well, and that's like one of those things, right? Is I don't know, and I guess it's I am horrifyingly biased. I mean, I'm a, I'm a Browns fan at heart and honestly I kind of don't like the Steelers and I definitely don't like Mason Rudolph <laughs> and anytime he takes that helmet off and I see that face I keep kind of thinking about somebody nice I keep thinking about somebody hitting him with a helmet or at least hitting him <laughs> while he's wearing his helmet but um, it was a, it was just a weird thing to see and I, you know what I thought was the funniest part was that the next morning I, I didn't finish the game uh, on on Thursday and on Friday I'm driving to work and I get there and I see a notification that says um, Rudolph's agents everything's on the table and I think the first thought I had to myself not knowing there was a fight was I, maybe you should wait until you don't lose 21 to 7 to the Browns to be making a new deal <laughs> <laughs> 
I'm thinking he's showing up to the deal table the next day after losing that game. <laughs> so, uh, how much money do you want to pay me to be a starter here? <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk millions, baby. Uh, you know, I, I, I realize that you know they lost a lot of players, the Steelers, in that game. Both their starting receivers got knocked out, you know, with hits to the head. Uh, Connor got knocked out of the game early. Uh, re-aggravating his shoulder, whatever. So, I, but still, I, it's hard for me to imagine that people would be that sky high about signing Mason Rudolph as a starting quarterback. Uh, maybe he's a backup, but you think, the, yeah, you think the Bears have quarterback problems? How about the Steelers? Yeah, no, that's kind of a. That's a. I mean, assuming that you don't get Ben back at some point. Yeah, I'm assuming he won't come back, but maybe he will. If he comes, I mean, if this whole experiment goes haywire and he comes back next year, maybe you're talking about. You know, maybe a slight resurgence, but yeah, their backups definitely haven't shown uh, the kind of promise that you'd hope. Anyway, but no, I don't think he's been very good. It's been disguised because the Steelers won, I think, three in a row, three or four in a row, and so yeah. it kind of got disguised. But if you really look at those wins, it was really the defense. The defense was for the Steelers was winning those games. Yeah. The offense was doing very little. Yeah. They have a good defense, yeah. Well, they were still playing around about the Bears, or about a, more so about Miami actually still being in the picture. If if Miami could keep winning games. <laughs> uh, it didn't last long. <laughs> they, they lost. Yeah. Game. Well, you know, they still put up more points on Buffalo than I would expect them to. Well, yeah. Well, you know. Well, the last thought I guess I have at this point is, uh, does anyone have anything that did you did you have you thought of anything that to kind of cook up? I know you've <laughs> you've actually come up with some pretty good stat lines in the in the meantime and stories, but uh, actually I, the only story that I have for now uh, is is actually not sports related, but so but both of you guys can can chime in on this. If is, I have a well, well, we're kind of we're we're only a semi sports show at the end of the well, day. Well, this we're, is a, this is in the world of of motion pictures, okay. And uh, I know you guys have probably, because it's big, even though it's old, but it's a big hit. You guys have both seen the, the comedy movie from 1980, Airplane? Mm-hmm. No. Oh, one out of two. Okay, I'm well. bad with movies, sorry. Uh, well, <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, he's a, he's pretty terrible with movies. Oh. But. <laughs> All right, well, maybe I shouldn't bring it up. But you could still bring it up. There's going to be... Anyway, there's this comedy movie, the, the, Airplane. You, 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 should, you, should, you should bring it up for the for at least the two people who listen to the podcast to get a laugh out of it. If you, actually, if you haven't seen Airplane, you should see it. It's probably on, like... I mean, it's on DVD, of course, but I mean, it's probably on, like, Turner Classic Movies or something like that. But it's one of these, like, laugh... Literally laugh-a-minute things mm. where they, it's all... Like what well, loaded weapon like that type of a movie where it's still it just, not it's still not gonna help him. It's basically just like it's, it's, just, a, it's just a it's just a parody a on parody. on a sort of serious action airplane kind of thriller, mm-hmm. but just a kind of a parody where they're constantly trying to riff jokes off of gotcha. off of stuff, and it's okay. pretty amazing. Well, I was just gonna say that airplane. I think you know if you if you want to win some bar bets, you can ask people. Uh, although it does borrow from a lot of historical movies, you know, to make this big parody, this laugh right, laugh a minute thing. Mm-hmm. Everything's a joke. They make a joke out of everything, every situation. But uh, what movie, if you were to go into the, and, and take some bets on there, what movie is the primary movie that it used as, as its base? You know, what is the main movie that it's parroting? What would you think? <sighs> and you'll win this bar bet virtually 100% of the time. 
I'm going to say something strange, and I'm just going to say it's another movie called Airplane. <laughs> no. So most, close. Most people will say uh, uh, Airport. Okay, there was, close, a, yeah. there was a whole series of movies. It started with Airport, and then with Airport 2, Airport 3, Airport 4. How many, how many airports does this happen to? <laughs> I don't know. But anyway, but you'll, you'll win this bar bet almost 100% of the time because people will say airport. And they, obviously, like I say, they borrowed from uh, several different movies, you know, an idea here or there. But by far, the, the strangest thing, no one will ever get this right. The main movie it took off on is an old movie from the late 50s, from 57, called Zero Hour. It's our Dana Andrews. But they borrowed the whole storyline from start to finish. They borrowed, like, massive amounts of dialogue from the movie. They borrowed... Most of the names, like Ted Stryker and Ellen, and some of the other names in there, were borrowed right from Zero Hour. Mm. In fact, even though it's a parody, theoretically you can legally do a parody and that gets sued you know, for stealing other people's ideas because it's a parody. Yeah. yeah. But they they had borrowed so much from Zero Hour that they were worried still about being sued. So they actually investigated and they bought Zero Hour. <laughs> <laughs> they bought the movie. Hmm. That's the only physical movie and the rights to it. They bought and they got a great deal. It was only two thousand dollars. Oh jeez. So because this movie at the time, this is back in nineteen eighty, yeah. was thought they have no value. You know, well, back, yeah. back in those days, there was no cable or anything like that. You know, it was, it was that movie was thought they have no value. So, <laughs> so unfortunately, you haven't seen it. But if you do get a change, the airplanes are really it's a really funny, great movie and uh, it's a parody. Goes. And uh, but that, if, that that means he's never gonna watch it. Well, so. I'll watch it if I get a chance to. If you ever get a chance to trip <laughs> over it, it's not it's not a waste. Whatever pops time. up on the queue. <laughs> if it just happens to find you and yeah. play itself in front of you, you might like, watch yeah, it. I heard good things about this one. Let's pick it. <laughs> you just like you just turn on the TV and literally it logs into everything for you and just starts playing airplane for you. Well, I guess this is fate. <laughs> <laughs> and you're, then you're like. Yeah, I kind of feel like playing 2K right now. That would be the situation. And just and just switching over. <laughs> Jay knows me well. And too well sometimes. But yeah. Well, see, that's the thing is that I I don't blame you a bit if you um, for, if you haven't seen it or whatever because, you know, Jay just happened to be just because he was a kid and growing up in my house, you know, he was exposed to all these old movies mm-hmm. and the old TV shows, and so him and his sister Aaron they they know about all these old you know stars and, and movies and that but most people I talk to I'm always you know you just don't watch it you know you watch the newer stuff and you really don't care about the old stuff so I don't really blame you and if you missed all this stuff it's kind of old in the past yeah yeah I don't think your I don't think your parents prerogative was to show you airplane no based on be briefly oh, so meeting it's the them. Polish dub version with the narrator <laughs> has the same voice and speaks for everyone. Pre- yeah, I was gonna say that one, and then I'm pretty sure at the end the airplane crashes. <laughs> and the moral of the story was that no one should be using airplane. <laughs> airplane <laughs> is trash. <laughs> and on that note, <laughs> <laughs> on the note of my obvious Russian accent as a Polish person, <laughs> um, no. I think that that uh, a good old story there, which we probably should have turned into a I don't think most people realize segment, which maybe we can do po- posthumously. I don't think anybody realized it except me. Yeah. No, but it, it uh, is nobody. It, it is it is an old fact. There's a bunch of other cool factoids out there with. Uh, maybe I'll just movies, have to. But I'll save it for a future. Part. Yeah, I was gonna say we'll just have to get a, a, a movie movie corner with you, where you can. 
give out those kind of facts. Well, anyway, so a lovely wrap up here uh, for episode number four. No idea what I'm going to call it. Probably the Trace Amigos. Nice. Something like that. We're all a little Mexican side. Yeah. You might want to cut that part. Yeah, you might want to cut that. There's no way that I'm going to cut that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I correct myself. That's all that matters. That's, that's, the yeah. Internet you, didn't correct you, me. You corrected so. yourself. <laughs> all that matters I, I already left the broadcast <laughs> he is now no longer a part of this team you think the Bears are going to go for it but um yeah I do not go for it yeah so I want to sign off on episode 4 here I'd like to thank everybody for listening if you want to check us out we're on uh, we're on Facebook under Surviving the Ground we're on Twitter Occasionally, me just sharing a bunch of various sports stories under ST, the STG podcast. Um, and thank you, everyone, for listening wherever you are listening and uh, continue to do so, please. Everyone. Signing off. Good night. Good night, everybody. Good night, everybody. Good night, everybody.